back, back to back in the madness. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Tradesman Confidential. My name, Josh Brandt, as always, my co-host. Greg Giroux. So Greg, can uh, can I call you double G's from here on out? I you can like call me whatever you. you want. How about GG unit? it? I don't, I was thinking I don't about know that. about that one. GG and the special sauce? Uh, <laughs> maybe with the special sauce. Kenny GG? No. No, you're not, not a fan of Kenny G? That's too bad. No, you're going to be over How about 40. Greg Araya was a bullfrog. Oh, my God. Okay, what are we talking about? <laughs> Fine, what are we doing here today? All right, we're, well, we're actually here to uh, do a review on the next Martha Stewart show where uh, <laughs> they're paying her to sell her own stuff on TV. Have you seen this, Greg? I, I have not, but nothing would surprise me at this There's point with Martha Stewart. There's literally a show where she sells her shit on TV and people watch it, apparently. I don't know. What, anyway. wait, what, what kind of shit? I, like, just your personal belongings, like literally chairs and purses and lamps. And like, there's a show on that. Welcome to 2022. <laughs> All right, Greg. So today we're here to hit on what is a professional? Double G's, let's do it. I think it's something that the, uh, the, the group here really struggles with. And I say the group, I'm thinking the trades. I'm thinking clients. I'm thinking homeowners. I just got a weird feeling that people really struggle with this and associating that with trades folks. Um, I agree. So, so... Greg, in your opinion, you know, what is a professional according to our culture and society? You know, what, what, what are you thinking? Oh, I think that's pretty easy. Uh, I think most people see a professional as, um, I don't know, a doctor, a lawyer, um, accountants. Yeah. Yep, yep. I mean, anybody who's got a, a big fancy degree, maybe? Sure. Sure. CEOs, bankers. Of course, they're all professionals, right? College professors, you um, know. Yeah, typically people that we put on pedestals. Yeah. So oh. so I what I didn't hear there was uh, contractors. Oh, none of those are professionals. Yeah, no. Farmers. No, no, no. Janitors, mechanics. I don't think they work hard enough to be a yeah. professional. Laborers, that they don't have enough uh, fancy degrees, maybe. That could be the problem. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what a professional yeah. license is, but I consider that some form of degree. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's, it's interesting in your eyes though, that, and I think we speak pretty much for the general public that if we asked, you know, I don't know, 50 people, what is a professional? They would probably answer like you just did at first, right? Lawyer, doctor, blah, blah, blah. And I, I would feel pretty strongly. In fact, I'd like to do a poll on this, I guess. I think we should. What, you know, what would we get for an answer? Would anybody actually say any of those things? I got a weird feeling we'd probably get a whole lot of not many, if at all. No. So, so it just goes to show you, just off the top of the cuff, it's pretty apparent that, that it's not viewed right now in our society as a professional. And it might come up, but I can yeah. tell you it's not going to be one, two, or three on the list. Yeah. So, so in order to kind of think this through a little further, I went a little farther to the Webster Dictionary here and just said, okay, what is a pro? Well, let's just start with the definition. Just because it's always interesting to see, and you could do this on Wikipedia, you could do it on Urban Dictionary. I mean, you get a bunch of different answers, but I, I stuck with the kind of gold standard of the Webster's Dictionary, right? And? And, and I feel like, you know, it, it's pretty simple. But I'll read you the the cliff notes of it, right? So it basically, I'll skip a couple of them because some of them are a little, you know, I don't know, poofy, if you will. But um, so number one, 
engaged in a learned profession. Okay, simple. Check. And that's characterized by either conforming to a technical or ethical standards of that profession. Check. And two, exhibiting a courteous, conscious, and generally businessman-like manner in the workplace. Okay. Okay. Could be a lot of things. Then it goes a little further and kind of gets a little lively here. It says, participating for gain or livelihood in the activity or field of endeavor, often engaged in by amateurs. So, meaning, basically, anyone can do it, but you're getting paid for it. So, you can't be a professional if you're doing it and not getting paid for it. Okay. okay? I guess that's what that technically is saying. Makes sense. Right. Um, and it, they kind of hit that again by saying engaged in by persons receiving a financial return um, and having a particular profession as a permanent career. So I think they're they're trying to point out that like you can't do one year of something and call yourself a professional. Like it's got to be a, a, a pursuit of a career. Okay? Understood. So the last one is following a line of conduct as though it was a profession. So again, I think it's just, you can't do this on the side. You can't do this on, you know, fly by night stuff. That's what it is to be a professional. That's it. That's it. I mean, that sounds pretty close to what any tradesperson does that I know. Right. Right. I think, I think that's the most glaring thing I can see here is there's no mention of bachelor degrees. There's no mention of fancy schools, no doctorates, no, I don't know, memberships to private golf clubs. I don't see anything here that says <laughs> in order to be a professional, you have to have X, Y, and Z that quite honestly, you know, you would tie to probably a business person, a lawyer, a doctor, an accountant, right? But it's just funny to think that no one really kind of connects the two and, and considers themselves a professional in the trades. It's crazy. I mean, I, I'm not saying everyone doesn't, but I'm just saying... Most, a majority. I, I got a feeling if you went and really knocked on some doors, people wouldn't be, uh, yeah, you know, wishy-washy about it, the response. You know? No, they wouldn't, absolutely would not put you on the same level as a as an accountant or attorney right. or right. a doctor, for right. sure. Right, right. So I'm going to go even one step further on this whole thing, right? So the dictionary is great and all that stuff too, but there's also that whole mention of the general professional standards, Um, And I'll give you some examples of what professional standards include. One, accountability, Mm -hmm. confidentiality, fiduciary duty, honesty, integrity, loyalty, transparency. I could go on. There's a few more. But I think you're basically getting that, you know, it's kind of sounds like if you just want to be a decent human being, it's kind of the standards are the same thing. Uh, Well, I I know know. all lawyers are decent human beings, so. Easy. (laughs) easy no but i think i think again there's no uh, the point i'm trying to make here is there's no like smoke and mirrors here there's no like amazing potion that says oh i did that therefore i'm a professional it's pretty simple are you a good person you know do you follow integrity and honesty is your objectives then you're probably going to be you know in in pretty good shape so and, and again let me summarize just the three big takeaways I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, some lawyers and doctors aren't special, but I am saying that the three main factors to being a professional are you've been educated, trained and committed to your profession. You follow a basic code of ethics and standards and you're being paid for your work and it's not considered a hobby. That's it. Pretty simple. 
you know? So, so again, Greg, I can't quite figure out why the lawyer and the doctor is looked upon as this pedestal as a professional versus a tradesperson. What are your thoughts on that at the end of the day? Just closing statements. Perception. It's all perception. Hmm. Um, I, I, I think people feel like in some sense, a professional is somebody that you, you need or is important in some sense. Um, and I, I don't know what constitutes that, but I do know in this day and age, especially, um, for sure that if your lights go out, you're calling an electrician because you want your power back. And I would say they're pretty damn important when you can't find anybody to turn your lights back on. So you can't use all your new fancy gadgets and gizmos and Netflix and internet. I mean that, that all runs on electricity. So how, how important is an electrician? Hmm. I mean, in some sense it's people's livelihood, right? Especially these days, people working from home. I mean, internet and electricity, you need those. That's just that. I mean, people lose their minds when the the AC goes out or a, a water heater blows and there's water pouring on the floor. Mm-hmm. How, how how important are the tradespeople at that point? And when when they show up, you call them, they answer the phone, they show up. Uh, I mean, that's is that a professional? Mm-hmm. I sure as hell think so. Right, right. But I, I, I just don't think it's the way it's seen. I think that really goes back to the image of a tradesperson. And how they're how they're perceived, their perception. They're the, you know, you got the, the plumber with his plumber's crack. So he shows up in a van that's, you know, with a wrench on it and a, with a toilet and he, he comes in with the, the pants and the crack hanging out and a wrench and he's a mess. But that, that's really not what a professional is. I mean, a, right. a plumber is. He, right. he, he's a person. Right. Just a person. Just like anybody else there to fix a problem. I mean, you, you cut right. your hand or you break your knee, go to the doctor. They're in a white lab coat. It doesn't matter what they're wearing. If they're there to fix your problem, mm. you're going to pay them. Mm. How is that different from a contractor? Right. And I think I think you're absolutely right. I think to take it one step further is the only common denominator I've been able to figure out in between the two is schooling, higher education. So people's perception is, right. oh, he went to XYZ you know, school. He went to MIT. He just is. He's got to be. He's a genius. He's got to be better than you know the guy who who went to trade school and an apprenticeship. He has to be right. And, and I think, again, that's that sucks because that's our society, again, stepping in, pointing people in a direction, saying, see, everyone, you need to spend 150 grand at this Falutin College because we're going to make you better. You're going to be better off. We're going to make you a professional. Right. But unfortunately, that's right. Unfortunately, 90% of those people come out and don't, they're not lawyers and doctors and they do, you know, God, I'm nope. not, I'm not shooting anyone down for this, but I am saying they come out with 150 grand in debt and then they are, I don't know, you know, pick any profession that you want in, in anything that you come out with in, that isn't a lawyer and a doctor. Some of them are great. Some of them you'll never pay off that 150 grand with and you go, was it worth it? I don't know. But, but we need those people and we need that right. and that right. it's important, but there, there's a whole nother side to that that is, I don't want to say overlooked, but it, it is overlooked and it's sad because yeah. there's a lot of, uh, it goes back to schools. There's a lot of talented, talented kids, geniuses in my mind that are considered the, you know, the, the, the special needs kids or the, oh, they don't quite fit in. So they're not going to make it to college. Some of those kids are brilliant. 
Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant people. Right. And it's not for them. So Yeah, they're just in the wrong box. They're in the wrong you're, box. You're, you're trying to make a fish climb a tree. I think I've heard that statement before. <laughs> but society right? makes these boxes. And right. they and, and today's society is, oh, the only way you can succeed is if you go to college. Right. That's very inaccurate. Right. Very right. inaccurate. Right. You can succeed. It's just a different path. It's a different way. Right. And society doesn't see it that way. I, yeah. I got yeah. caught in that yeah. system. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm a genius, but I'm doing just as well as most of my friends who went to college and spent that kind of money. And it was, for me, it was simple math. I jumped out of school. I wasn't a genius. I did terrible in school, Mm. but not because I was stupid. It's the way I was viewed, but it's because I didn't have an interest in it. It didn't grab my interest. When it came to fixing things and building things, that was my interest. And once I found my path, I took off like a rocket. Right. And the teachers were like, oh my God, he's, he's come such a long way. Well, no, I w- it was always me. I was always there. Right. It's just, you didn't give me the, ex- you didn't give me the opportunity to spread my wings. Like, and now he, here it is and I'm excelling right. and I turned that into something. No, I didn't go to business school. I'm not the smartest business person in the world, but I'm doing all right. 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 And, and in fact, you kind of, you kind of segued kind of perfectly into, Sorry. no, you segued it perfectly into what I was going to kind of touch upon next, just to. Just to play it a quick little exercise, right? Sure. And prove to everyone, too, again, that the schooling thing is, is actually probably more comparable on the trade side to a doctor and a lawyer than you would ex- expect. I think a lot of people think that you go to trade school, right, and then you come out and you're an electrician. I honestly think that that's what a lot of people think, right? And I want to I go through your personal experience real quick. So give me the steps it took from the day even before trade school you know, what made you think that I you wanted to go that direction versus high school, besides getting shunned and put in the corner and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the, the, the shunned and put in that box it didn't really push me in that direction or change it in any way. I, I was always that person. I from, from a child, I loved to take things apart and build things and mm. work with my hands. That's just the type of person I was, and that's the path that I belonged. Right, right. So you, you took basically... You realized earlier on that you had some hands-on type uh, learning capabilities and enjoyment. You enjoyed doing things like well, that. Well, what's early on? I didn't really yeah. discover that until I was in my teens. I mean, well, that's, I just, mean that's what I want to hear. Right? Yeah, so no, was, I, it, you were a teenager. I was a okay. teenager, yeah. I mean, teenager. I, I trinkered, played with things and tinkered with right. all kinds of stuff right. at, at my, my, my poor father's expense. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, I was a teenager and realized that uh, uh, trade school sounded amazing, one, because half the time I didn't have to be in school and I was doing something that yeah. I thought was cool. Right. But I really, I, I went to trade school to be a plumber actually. And once I got there, I found the electrical shop and was like, this is, uh, this is more, more my speed. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it, to me, it required a lot more thought. There was a lot more theory right. and right. technicality to it. Right. So you, you went, you went the route of the trade school. I went the route right? of the trade so, school. So, okay. Then after trade school, what happened next? Um, I started my apprenticeship. So, okay. uh, and in Massachusetts, and this is pretty, uh, the same across the boards, really, you need, uh, 8,000 hours of trade time, which at that point, um, you could only do 2000 hours a year max. They, they've since changed that because the demand has gone through the roof. Um, but that equated to four years. You needed four years. It's a very similar time frame to college. No. Well, that's, that's what I'm trying to feel out here because, okay, so keep and, going, though. Keep going and, and down that's, that path. Yeah. That's, that's when I did my yeah. simple math to figure out that was a better path for me. But, right, right, um, right. 
so yeah, I, I put in, I left trade school. I did, uh, I was fortunate enough to have a, a co-op position at a company when I was in trade school. So my senior year, I worked every other week instead of being in shop at a, a company. Mm-hmm. And I'd go back to school for a week, graduated, stayed with that company for another three years until I was eligible for my a light, my electrical license, my journeyman's electrical license. Yeah. So I, I did that. Um, and then after that, moved to another company and very quickly decided that I was not the type that liked to be told what to do. Mm. So I decided to start my own business. Mm. So from, yes, from the time from trade school to where I started my own business as an a, a last, uh, electrician, um, I mean, it was seven years. Mm. And then what, what did it take? Because after the journeyman... So you got a master's, a master got, of uh, electrician. Then I went for my master's. Right, so that right. was another year. You right. need to put another year and take another. Okay. Uh, and so on top of that, you need to do some schooling. You need now 600 hours, right. which right. it takes the four years because you do it in 75 hour segments, two times a year for four years. Right. right. Uh, and the master's is the same thing. You need 150 hours and another 2000 hours to okay. become a master. So, so seven years. So you're basically saying from start to finish. Seven years is about seven years give if or take. I mean, it's a, everyone's different. If but, you're on right, it and you right. you're you're back right. to back, and a lot of people don't. Right. So right, it's probably what closer to what's the average? Would you probably guess? eight? If you eight. from a from from if, if you were gonna go the trade school route from yeah. start to finish, it probably yeah. about eight years. Yeah, and there and there's a bunch of stuff mixed in there too that you didn't even hit on, right? I mean, there's safety training. There's these you days, know, yes. hydraulics licenses that are if, now required in some cases, not some all, cases, but yep. you know, some guys are getting that on a regular basis now. For, yeah. Um, certain lifts and booms and yep. right. Yep. Right. So, so I mean, basically there's, there's call it just under a decade to a decade, depending on how you look at it. Um, and many tests, many hours, many different licenses, certifications, et cetera, to get where, where you're going. Um, you know, and, and I think what's what's interesting about that is is let's flip the script for one second here, and and look at a doctor. Like just since we're putting them up on the pedestal of they're the pro and, and the the trades are not. You know, a doctor's typical path is a four year undergraduate, a four year medical school, and two to six years of residency, depending on their uh, uh, specialty. So it's it's anywhere from ten to fourteen years. So. You know, and, and the other requirement they have to do is, is you know, graduate with all those degrees, but also uh, follow a standard of ethics and codes. OK, that sounds familiar. But I, I guess all I'm trying to say here is like we're not talking about, you know, light years difference here. No, there's there is a heavy amount of education and really real world experience required before you can be a licensed electrician and actually really be hitting the ground running on your own. Um, isn't that crazy of a difference from a doctor? It's not. But again, it, 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 you're right. It is not, but it all comes down to perception. When you, when you have somebody with a, uh, a diploma from all these fancy schools and they're showing up in, you know, a button up shirt and they're all clean cut mm. and looking great. Th- those are the smart people in society. So they're the professionals right. where you have right. the other path, which is commonly the grungier, dirty, um, smoking butts, come in, <laughs> right. not shaved, not right. clean cut, but right. they're very good at what they do. They're very talented people, right. much like right. doctors, very right. smart right. people, but they're not looked at as book smart type people, but they're very smart because they know a lot of stuff 
right. that your average person or your doctor or lawyer does not that we depend on. Yeah. We need. It's not something we want and it's it's convenience. At, at this point in life, we need it. We depend on it. Right. So, and these people work very hard. So let me play Nancy Pelosi for a second here <laughs> and just flip the script on you for one minute. Greg, an electrician isn't doing open heart surgery. So how, how can you compare a doctor's degree and in, in education to the background of an electrician? Sure, yeah, the timeline's the same or close to it, but come on, man, let's be real, right? What do you say to somebody like that? What would I say to somebody like that? Open heart surgery, your life's on the line, right? right. And you want somebody that you can really trust and depend on because the second they put you out, you might not wake back up, right? Right. Right. I mean, theoretically, that's the big point here. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 you, you'd be a fool not to be. Right. Right. You know, it, it's open right. heart surgery. Do I, I need? Do I need to say more? Right. Right. So hire an electrician. So you hire an electrician and you bring them in your house. Um, and mo- I, I mean, my saying is everybody's an electrician. You know, everybody's husband, <laughs> father, or friend is an electrician. They can put that switch in and put that True. light in. And at the end of the day, there's a very large code book and there are a lot of rules and they're in place for safety because electricity is something you can't see, smell, hear, or touch, but it's there. Right. It will kill you and it will burn your house down. So it takes one simple mistake to not tighten a screw or to put, not put a wire nut on properly or to hang a picture on a wall and put a nail through a wire. For you to go to bed and not wake up. Right. How is that any different? Right. No. I, I, and everybody I'm, I'm sees it. You. It's just putting you. a light in. It's just putting a switch in. Right. Well, there's a code. Right. And there's a method behind it. Yeah. Just like open heart surgery. There's a method and a way to do it. You don't just chop them open and give it a couple squeezes and hope that everything clears out. Right. You got to know what you're doing. And that's right. what an electrician is. That and and you know, you know what's crazy though? And I think you hit the nail on the head right there, right? I think that's a great point that... That's the difference, right? Um, is is people don't view it that way, they but it is that. it is pretty much the same exact thing. Your life's the on the part. line, right? Right, and everyone kind of poo-poo's that a little bit and stuff like that. But the truth is, that is the truth. That is that the is truth. actually what happens and it's can happen and will happen if you kind of disrespect it in a way. You know what I mean? And that's um, that's a that I've always right. I've always been told that from when I was in the trade. Um, the second you disrespect electricity, it yeah. will kill you. Right, right, right. And, he, and so here's the other part to this that I see as, you know, an outsider looking in, if you will. I can't tell you how many times on Facebook and some chats in our neighborhood do I hear, hey, I'm looking for an electrician that's cheap. Oh, so the next time you go for open heart surgery, do you jump online and say, hey, my heart's failing. I've got 100% blockage on three valves and one's at 70. I've got two weeks. Do you have somebody cheap? Mic drop. Episode done. We're out of here, Greg. That was good. No, I think exactly, exactly, exactly the point. I've never once in my life heard anyone say, I'm looking for a referral for open heart surgery and the guy is cheap. I need a guy that's cheap. Come on now. Anybody? Well, can we do it on a budget? I just need yeah. it to work. Yeah, right. Right, right. And I get right. that a lot. Yeah. I, 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 my, my, my neighbor did it. It yeah. works, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, it works until your house burns down. Well, why and your heart gonna... pumps until it stops. <laughs> why is it going to take so long? What? You can't cut that down a little bit? You can't work with me here, Greg? 
I, I don't see anybody doing no. that to doctors. No, I, or a lawyer. Or a lawyer. You oh, know, yeah, good luck in, with that with a lawyer. Yeah, if you're in jail, <laughs> you, how's that conversation going to go? Hey, you mind uh, getting me out of here? But, uh, ooh, that rate, I'm, that $300 I'm looking at an hour. 25 years yeah. to life, but I'm looking for somebody on the yeah. cheap. Yeah, yeah, that 500 bucks an hour ain't going to work for me, Jack. Uh, what do you say? I don't know, 50 bucks? <laughs> 50 bucks an hour, is that going to work for you? But that happens to the trade guys all the time. Every day. They could be at your house and water's pouring out of the sink, and the, the guy could argue with you about, you know, oh, how much is going to cost me. You know, how about how much is going to cost you to have it done right, fixed, and you back to your life yeah, as it was before, you know? And just like any industry, there are lesser professionals. Shysters? <laughs> Uh, yeah, because I don't know Scammers, any doctors or yeah. lawyers that are. No, 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 no. They always follow the rules. And are <laughs> in always, code of ethics? They yeah. are always on top of board with everything. But no, you're absolutely right. I mean, yes, there are going to be the bad apples in every single profession. In every bunch. But we're just trying to say, look, you know, how about have a little bit more respect for the guys who show up on an emergency call at 11 o'clock at night and fix your life and put it back to, together a little bit. That's all we're talking about. That's it. it. And it, it's, it's really that simple. And, and don't get me wrong. I will throw this disclaimer in for, for anybody who's a doctor and a lawyer who is definitely not listening to this podcast. But I'm not saying, we're not saying you shouldn't go to school and do everything you need to do to be a doctor. I value that greatly. Absolutely. I absolutely want the doctor who did 10 years and practiced and is excellent at what he does doing surgery on me. Oh yeah, we're not knocking right? doctors no, or lawyers. not at all. You need to do those things to be those things. But don't we're, knock us. But we're just saying exactly, show a little bit of respect and, and show a little bit of courtesy to the guys and the effort and the time that they have dedicated to their craft to do what they're doing. You know, come on. That's all we're saying. Is yeah. it that far of a difference that you can't respect a guy showing up and saying, yeah, my rate is $120 an hour. Because of all the, it took me 10 years to get here. 10 years. Yep. I know plenty of people who have not put 10 years into their education and get paid more than that, quite honestly. And the same goes with, the same applies to a doctor that it does a tradesperson. You want somebody coming to your house who is just finished their apprenticeship, has had four years, and they're going to fix your problem because they're almost licensed, but they're cheap. They, they don't They don't know. Because they're not experienced. Right. You learn from experience. Right. I learn something new every day. I've been doing this for over 20 years. And I still learn something new every day. And, and like you said, the code book is, you know, about the size of my head thick. Yep. And it changes every... Three year, years. Yeah, every year so often. And, you know, so does technology. So you're constantly updating technology and how those things integrate into how the code book works. And you're doing that with all the trades, with all the integration of everything to make this happen. It, it, and I just think so many people undervalue that. That's what I, just an outsider looking in I've seen. And No, it's true. You know, it, it gets frustrating because, you know, because my favorite thing on this planet is they ask for a recommendation. Somebody find, oh, yeah, my, my buddy Joe, he does it, you know, electrical on the side, you know, on the weekends after he's done with his shift, you know, uh, at the, who knows? God only knows where, right? Mostly five hours. Hey, right. Could be, could be firefighter, could be anywhere. But it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, great. He does it on the side. He shows up, they do a horrible job. And what do you hear next right out of the mouth is, oh, I can't believe, you know, these, these crap guys these days, you know, blah, 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 you know, but you never hear, oh, maybe I shouldn't have hired the cheap guy 
who didn't know what he was doing on the side. And I could have hired a professional that did it right the first time. Yep, it would have cost me a few bucks more, but that's on me. I've never heard somebody say that. It's always the guy who showed up's fault for showing up and doing what he did. And the, the usually a homeowner in this case doesn't take any ownership to the decision None. they made ahead of time. Nope. Conscious decision. You knew that the guy was cheap. You asked for him to be cheap. You ever wonder why he's cheap? Have you ever asked that before you hired him? No. 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 Because just, the price sounds great. Right. Ah, oh, that sounds better. Sounds good. I'll do that. And then they bitch. And then they complain about it. Usually to me. <laughs> who, oh, can you believe this, Josh? You know, I'm so, like, I'm, I'm the trade whisperer yeah. to everybody. And, and they, half of the time they don't listen to me anyways. They just pick who they were going to go with anyways. They just wanted me to say it. Of course. Yeah, it's fine. Go with him. Yep. Have fun. And yeah, exactly. All right. Agree just, with me and I'll be mad if, if yeah, you don't. Yeah, you know, that's great. So it is what it is. But at the same time, I guess, let's let's land the plane on this whole thing, right? I mean, because I, I don't want to be all just doom and gloom on the thing. I think, A, we're shedding some light into the complexity, and, and you could spend four months talking about what it actually takes, the nuts and bolts of what we're talking about here. But we're not going to bore everyone with that. I just want to say we're trying to just open some eyes. That's right? it. To the trades folks to realize, yeah, I am worth more than – 30 bucks an hour that somebody's telling me I should get paid to do what I went 10 years to get. Yep. Right. That's number one. Number two is also show a little accountability to those who, who have been caught in that, you know, Oh yeah, I've done that before. I've hired some guy, you know, for 20 bucks. We've know. all done it. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not saying anyone's, you know, should be shot and hung for it, but I'm we're just saying it. the next time you go through that thought process in your head, decision-making, maybe you just think a little bit again about like, you know, maybe I should get the right guy to do this and do it right. And think about the ramifications if you don't for once. Agreed. You know? And see if that changes some thoughts. That's it. Um, but, you know, Greg, is there anything else in your mind thinking-wise in the future? You know, is it continuing to change the stigma? Is it educating better our trades folks that you know they're worth more is it educating the public a little bit more about like hey you get what you pay for where do we go from here to help create you know a little bit different of a shift any other ideas i think it's both of those Uh, i think the 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 public needs to see uh trades people differently i think they need to be start being start to be viewed differently uh, because they are people and they are professionals and they work really hard and society depends on them. And it's, it, it, the past, I don't know how long it's been, but I can tell you even from when I graduated, um, the, the trades were looked poorly upon and the demand is going up and the people getting into the trades is going down because it's not viewed as, as a profession or, or sexy. And I think that needs to change. And I think the guys in the trade who just go about it and, act like, oh, well, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't go to school. That wasn't my thing. So I'm just going to be an electrician and that's all I'm worth. Uh, you're worth a lot more than you think. And that needs to change as well because we're all in this together. And if, if any other industry can label themselves as a professional, mm-hmm. uh, I, I sure as hell think somebody with a professional license and, uh, in my eyes, a degree, cause it is a degree, um, deserves to be treated like a professional and looked at as a professional. Right. 
Case and, 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 and don't get me wrong, I, I will say this to some of the trades guys out there that, you know, they could step up their game too a little bit, you know. 100%. You know, you show up without a shirt that looks like you were out drinking all night and did an oil change in the driveway before you came to work today is probably not the best message you want to send to, to people when you're at their house and in their residence. You know, muddy boots all across their carpet, not cleaning up after yourself, you know, that kind of crap's got to stop too. We got to, we got to lave, we got to raise the standard here as a group. If you're going to demand better, then you got to be better. Agreed. You know, so I, I mean, there's got to be some, there's got to be some give and take with that too. And that's, that's my rallying cry to those guys. As a guy who's always the one, see, I'm on the flip side. I'm the guy hiring contractors in most cases to come in and do a job for us. And, uh, you know, right now, probably half of them, are presentable and the other half look like they, like I just said, just literally get off the stripper floor or something. I don't know. It's, it's, but it's not good. You know what I mean? And, and we got to change that too. And that's half the reason why it's looked at the way it is. Right. Right. So there's, there's definitely accountability on both ends, I guess, at the end of the day. So uh, again, you know, I, I think that there's a positivity to this that's happening though. I will say the one piece I'll add, Greg, is, uh, listening to as much podcasts and YouTube videos that I do. Um, I listen to a lot of par- people smarter than me. And uh, I, I can say in the last six months, I have heard mention of the shift from colleges to the trades mentioned in, I don't even know how many podcasts out of the blue, like podcasts that aren't anything to do with tradespeople, aren't anything to do with this business. I've heard, Real estate guys, you know, real estate investment gurus talk about it. I've heard, um, you know, betterment people talking about how to be better people in life talk about it. I've heard, so, you know, random people, you know, it's not just Mike Rowe. I've heard many different people talking about it for the first time ever in the last six months. I'm like amazed that like people are starting maybe to see like, wow, there is another way to do this. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's the only positive sign I see, but, um, all right, everybody. So next week's episode is all about freedom. Not so much the William Wallace style, uh, or, you know, the American flag banana hammock that, uh, you French American people wear at Hampton beach. I'm talking to you, Greg. That's not me. Your last name's Jarrell. Yeah, but I don't have the uh, French banana hammock. That's too bad. <laughs> It is. <laughs> All right. No, seriously, we're going to be talking about how your business is most most likely being robbing you of your freedoms without you even knowing it, uh, or some of you actually was, do. Or knowing it, yes. It. But, uh, you know, and, and really, what can we do about it? Simple as that. That's a wrap, buddy. Let's get out of here. Double Gs. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>